Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Everton Fan Focus podcast. Tonight the hosts are me, Mark Finnegan, Mark Ellis. Hello. And Mr. Seddon. Evening boys. How are we? Tonight, <laughs> we're alright, how are you? <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> nice tonight, to ask. Tonight we're going to be discussing the month of February in brief. But yeah. We're going to be looking at the Sunderland game in more detail and there's awful, an awful lot of other things off the pitch which... Um, we've got on the agenda tonight, but it's all largely positive, isn't it? Let's let's be honest, fellas. We're yeah. smiling, which is a good thing. <laughs> There's like no room for fume anymore. Do you know what I mean? If that rhymes, um, it's just great. Nothing. I've never felt as optimistic. It sounds so stupid. Don't I'm going to get beat next week. while we have to be saying this, but never felt so optimistic off and on the pitch of the direction of our club. It's now starting to filter down to the pitch as well, where the players clearly believe in the system that the humans playing and, and they're enjoying themselves. It seems. I just think uh, it's just I can't see nothing but Everton going on an upward curve now. We feel like we're on, you know, we feel like we're the most upwardly mobile club in that Premier League. I do. I think that. May as well draw the two blows. I'm, yeah, I've got to get off. Anyway, <laughs> 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 that was it. You basically just said what we wanted to try and say in an hour. You summed it up there. Lots of positivity, isn't it? I mean, we all know we're on an unbeaten run. Christmas probably has been the feel-good factor, hasn't it, around the club? You'd almost run on the crest of the wave, aren't you? You know, you, you look at last season and everyone was like sort of dreading going the match, thinking it was a chore to go every Saturday. Now yeah. people are like thinking on a on a Monday Monday morning. You know, you're on your way to work. I can't wait to go to the match on Saturday. I can't wait to watch the watch the game on a Saturday on a Sunday. And it, it's just the whole sort of aura about the club has just totally changed within twelve months. Yeah. Completely agree. I think ever since the the derby defeat, we just it's like we said no more. I don't know no more that the club was they've got stubborn. The clean sheets are rolling in. Robles is now you know I think it's like eleven clean sheets in twenty odd games, twenty two games. You know 
He's, and the, we look so compact. We don't look open like like we used to under Martinez. You know, it's just it was like a free for all buffet. Now you have to pay to get in. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you know, I think I that's so. I think that's <laughs> that's starving as well. It's gonna cost you. I agree, I agree though. To be honest, like um, looking back, I think was it was it the, the Watford game we got beat three two. I always yeah. I've mentioned this before. I sound like a broken record, but since then I know we got beat in the derby. We got beat by Leicester, and we've drawn a few along the way as well. But I do feel like there was a kind of kick up the arse that we needed we were yeah. shocking we were shocking yeah it finished 3-2 3-2 flat as ever to be honest yeah. that bad on that day um, but since then we beat Arsenal obviously we got beaten the derby but then we've gone on the run um, and Leicester Leicester aside we've been fantastic and I do think that we probably didn't deserve to get beaten the derby to be fair and you know Leicester no. was a, a, I'd like to say a bump in the road since, since that Arsenal win but I do feel like they have got like the bit between the teeth. We've got additions from January, um, players coming back in. Just more of a ruthless nature to the side, more organised. As you said before, the yeah. gelling as well, going away to Dubai the other week will only help that. Yeah. Um, and I, I do feel we're going from strength to strength, but don't take away from the fact that this Sunday is the biggest test so far. Mm. Absolutely. From what you just said there as well, I, th- I think to go on such a long unbeaten run from what is it the beginning of January was I think yeah, it is yeah. Yeah. the players have almost taken that as a bit of sort of you're not taking this away from us yeah. we want to go even further now we want to take this unbeaten run into the end of March you know the end of April I know it's an old cliche but they are literally taking it one game at a time you yeah. know? and that's all they can do and, and, and hopefully build on, on this unbeaten run that's the number as you say Mark the biggest test I think I was going away to White Hart Lane and then seeing what we are actually made of now. Yeah. I think that's true. We are that's what's evident as well, that we're not thinking too far ahead of ourselves. We're quietly going about our business. We're picking up points away from home, you know, and, and, and winning the games that we should be winning at home that we haven't won at home for ages, you know what I mean? These are we, we are getting past teams now uh, at home, whether they're setting up defensively or not. We, we, we are beating these teams we're finding way out we, you know the, the past two years we, we, we draw them games didn't we yeah. we got beat and, and it made for some harrowing results didn't it and obviously two 11th place finishes in succession yeah. so that in itself is progress isn't it See, I was, home form yeah. and, and winning the snide game shall we say definitely where, we, where we'd expect to win but we usually make hard work of it but like the Southampton game where we have to be patient and we end up winning 3 nothing. you know what I mean yeah since then, it's, it's kind of grown, hasn't it? The belief, well, the players believe in the system, but I think, talking about Tottenham, this is like, the, this is the big one, this one is. If we can get a result, I don't, if we can go there and win, you know, just, we've got to get, somehow, try and get a win there. And I just think, you know, go, I, go, I think Koeman will do what Kendall's done in 83, 84. You know, we had a good team, he was on to something good. Not saying this is what's going to happen, but Koeman is trying to end the season as, Humanly, as strong as humanly possible, you know. Yeah, yeah. To send out, it doesn't matter if we finish seventh, and everyone else wins above us. But if we finish seventh, twenty points clear of them and say eighth, you know that says. I think that's what he wants, and to appear on the up as, as much as we are on the up, you know. I think that's how I feel. I, 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 I first met him, and I, I, 
I used to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started talking about Everton, and then Martinez had his second season, and then it went downhill. But now it's great, honestly, it's great. It is really good to hear you and, and you both talk so positively about yeah. it. Because, you know, we're only talking recent times, we've all been Evertonian for over 30 years. Yeah. You're, 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 I'm, I'm 32 now. Yeah, it's upset. I'm the youngest here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forget that. Eh? But, you know, the last few years is in Everton's history under Roberto Martinez and what we've seen in Mount Tumor. But it's just because we've gone downwards and now we're on the upward curve. And I do believe what you've said there, I agree with that. Even if we finish seventh, but we finish strongly. Yeah. We have to take that as a positive. Absolutely. Going into next season, if we're all going to play. Whereas Martinez was more style. Cumin's more substance. Yeah, you know, and, totally. and that, I think that's where where the sort of min, women mentality comes into it, and it's rubbing, and you can see on the pitch, it's rubbing off on the players. You know, as soon as they, they lose the ball, the momentum and, and the tenacity to get that ball back, particularly from the midfield, the likes of uh, Dana Gay, to win yeah. the ball back and then start again from the back, albeit it's a little bit quicker than what it was under Martinez. But you, you can just see that the the winning mentality is just rubbing off on the players. But I, I would say that typifies his signing from Sistina as well. I see yeah, Williams, yeah. Jana Gay, Morgan yeah. Schneider, and the most recent example. Still early days for all three of them to yeah. be there. Yeah. But their energy and the willingness and the winning mentality and getting the ball back. Yeah. The graft for the team. Yeah. Not doing anything fantastic in terms of creativity or yeah. what the, 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 the headlines, but more for the good of the team and the spine of the team, so I, I see what you're saying there. The, the impressive thing for me is them signs that you just alluded to there have made an impact immediately, literally straight away. You see players who come in in the January transfer window or in the summer whatever and they take six months to bed in. These players have come in and done it straight away, which is why you can see the performances on the pitch and they've gelled or literally within the first game yeah. of the ball. Also yeah. I think it highlights the back, the, see it's easy to say for us, oh, Stein Schneider is a good player, but we don't know what that guy's like as a character. You know, we don't know what Luckman's like as a character. Is he gonna, is he gonna struggle to adapt? Is he gonna get under pressure as a person? You know, and that's, this is where I think the, this, the, the scouting and all that of, of these players comes really into it, do you know what I mean? Because it's much more to it than is he a good player? Will he be able to fit in with what we're trying to do, you know? And like, nearly all of the signings, Gay, Schneider, and he's been Rolls Royce. Would they just come in almost like they're not they're not a new sign and they're just part of the group? Yeah, and the squad is looking more vibrant just for getting rid of half the shite that we have got rid of. Honestly, I've never seen a, a clearing of Deadwood re energise a squad as much as that, you know, to lose players. Well, and Cumans just basically got rid of all the players that everyone else would have got rid of. That never happened. <laughs> We've kind of gone off. off off script, shall we say, already. <laughs> and out of respect, are the first thing on the agenda, which I should have mentioned that's my responsibility because I was the first to talk. Is uh, Alex Young? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And you know, with all due respect, we just started waffling about the current Everton body. Was the first thing that we, we should be talking about tonight. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, all three of us too young to, to see him play. Yeah. Uh, personally, just. So I can have a say on it, is uh, my granddaddy talk a lot about him, um, an awful lot about him. He's obviously a league title winner, FA Cup winner, uh, a striker which was labelled as the Golden Vision for the obvious reasons. It's just, I think, when yeah. you've labelled something, it means how good you are anyway. You know, it's, it's sort of synonymous with his name. 
Um, a sad loss to every football club and everyone associated. And yeah. I think it's been similarly with Saturday's only project in the past, and we've talked about former players, you know, Andy Payne's one, yeah. recent one, yeah. Sean Kendall. And uh, yeah. you can see from the outpouring of, of, of tributes and, and emotions from certain former players, staff, and whatnot, just how much, how, yeah. how great a person you were on the pitch and off the pitch. My granddad is the same, he was his favourite player of all time. It was my granddad that showed me the, the documentary about the Golden Vision that I still watch now and again to this day, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but the guy himself, for me, from what my granddad was telling me, I'm watching him and the playing and everything that he stood for, like epitomised Everton Football Club. You know, these players like run through the blood of the club, don't they? Do you know what I mean? It's what the club's all about, is the Holy Trinity. And he's right there next to them uh, on his own, you know, as a player, you know, great player, fantastic player. Just uh, like playmaker, strong goal scorer who, who loved the club and, and was the club was a player that every other club would have, would have died to have in their team, you know. It's legends like these that other clubs simply don't have that, that, that we're lucky to have played, to have played with. Yeah. My mum was uh, other half to tell me a story, um, just literally hours after the fucking news had broke. And one of his good friends, um, staunch Liverpool Liverpool fan, um, till when he was younger, when Liverpool were playing away, he would go to Goodison, not to watch Everton, but to watch Alex Young. Wow, yeah. that's coming from a staunch Liverpool fan. So that's how good this player was. You know, yeah. You know, I've not seen any from him. Obviously, views haven't been as revealed to him, but yeah, the stories people say about him. You, know, you can only imagine what he could probably do on a pitch on like you know the carpets that he's got today. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite frightening when you think about it, isn't it? Really, you wonder, yeah. I mean, that style and grace is all. My granddad used to say about him, he had he had everything, you know, you know, he was an old ball in, in that he could do everything, mm. you know. But he was obviously much more attack minded, although ball he scored loads. But yeah, that's my granddad's favourite player, and that says it all, I mean, you know. So he's definitely, definitely a well-remembered former Everton player. Um, yeah. Always will be, I think. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's absolutely next to the whole eternity and one in of the, names, the importance of the, yeah. you know, some of the players that are played for us. One of the names that you associate with Everton yeah. Football yeah. Club. Um, absolutely. Unfortunately, he passed away earlier this week. So a nice tribute to him. As I say, we meant yeah. to mention that at the start. Absolutely. So don't, don't hold that against us. <laughs> now thoughts with his family. But we also uh, we need to move on now and talk about the Sunderland game. Yeah. Because most recent fixture, I'm not going to go back and bore people with the stoke in the middle of the middle of the game. No, we only come. We only do podcasts when we win. Laura <laughs> <laughs> um, sent me to sleep. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but they they can't score. No, they, they really. But they don't even try. On the downward spiral, aren't they? But, yeah. But anyway. Enough about Borough. Yeah. It was a good win, and shall we say it's a win that we've just all described where whereby this Cuban side is getting the job done. We had a patient approach, obviously. We scored a goal in each half. Um, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't no. classic, it wasn't a vintage display, but it was three points and that's what we needed. That was another clean sheet. But what I like about it is there was a sense of no matter how bad we were playing, there was a sense of inevitability that we would win that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah There's just enough control about it and enough quality in our play, even when we're playing poorly. To we've got a lot of quality on that pitch. So when they gel, someone will get it. But for now, we can do it in spurts and still win games. You know, there's enough quality going through that. That and it shows one good move. You know, uh, I'd, I'd love to believe that ball from Davis was meant because it looked like he put fade on it. You know, it looked like it looked like a, a lovely, you know, a black 
Jimmy White used to walk in and then screw back for, yeah. the, for the ref. It was like that type of pass, you know, I've got that vision. So I, I'm not having any pass the back, yeah, that's boring. He, he miscued it then, didn't he? But, yeah. you know, if he can miscue like that, you've got some player. It, it was a terrific ball. Um, and the guy, guy getting off the mark, said, oh, what a goal as well, by yeah. the way. Yeah, great yeah. finish from it. Uh, the thing that impressed me is starting that on half. Yeah, and he bust the bollocks to get forward and get on the end of that. Yeah, you know he's a bo- as I said, it's a box of box midfielders that we've been crying out for. Yeah, and and I know we mentioned him before again, but Schneiderman, wow, what a what a player! You know, even his tackles are packers. Mm. He doesn't just slide into the tackle to win the ball. He slides into the tackle to win the ball and give a pass to an Everton player. That's how good this lad is. Yeah, and Garner guy's goal is surely because. You know, Schneiderlin's got this role in the team where he's the whole midfield and he basically shielded that defence on Saturday, didn't he? Garner Guy has got to then the two, the two thirds of the offensive yeah. third to, to roam. And I thought him and Davis come down very yeah. impressively. And he got his goal, he got off the mark. It's no coincidence, is it? It's no coincidence. No, and I think Gay is trying to been added, he's trying to add that to his game all season. He's tried to get into positions where, you know, and he's always taking shots. I think he fancies himself. As a bit of a goal scorer, on the you know, and that goal will do him the world because I mean, great ball in, but on the run, you know, it's, they always look great when you don't have to stop and think about it. He just swept it home. Well, it, it, was, it could it, be another outlet for him, you know. Yeah, he's missed a few chances early in the season, this guy. But he, it's the, the old, the old cliche: you're either late into the box, but it, it, he's got the license to do that yeah. because you know you've got Morgan Schneider and behind him, you've got Tom Davis and like you've got Barkley in different positions then. He's going to do it because he's hard to track, guys. He's hard to watch because he's that quick. Yeah. He I'm, makes I'm, me tired just looking at him. Yeah, that. I was just going to say, I'm knackered just watching him. Yeah. He's, he, <laughs> he absolutely. You think he's going to run out of energy any moment. Never, he never does. He's superb. He's adapted. That is excellent scouting to get him from a, the worst team I've ever seen in the Premier League. And to say, he's good for us. You know, and he's been, he's been a star, hasn't he? But I think, like you say, his desire to, to want to improve as a player. I think it's, it's really impressive. And the second goal was just, he was all over that. Second goal, again, we're going to have to talk about Guy because he, he intercepted the ball three times, three times. I remember three times. And then the ball was eventually, and that it's in itself shows the vigour and, the, and the, the, probably the attitude of Everton of late. Yeah. The fact that he wanted to win the ball back, we wanted to win the ball back, then we wanted to get it forward quickly. As soon as we cracked, we got that ball. It was in the back of the net. Everyone I mean, knew it was in the back of the net. Especially with the likes of Brian Oviedo, who isn't slow. No. But it doesn't matter who you are. If you can't be it down on goal, it doesn't make it look pretty, let's be honest. He's yeah. stumbled his way, but he gets his way to goal and he puts the ball in the back yeah. of the net. But Lukaku's also, I think it's physique has improved if that is possible for a big fella. People are now, this happened three or four times in the past few weeks, people are bouncing off him, trying to get the ball off him. Um, it happened. I can't remember now for life me. Uh, he's Man City, I think it was. Um, people just, they can't get to The minute he picked that ball up, everyone knew it was, it was in the back of the net. Yeah. You know, because, you know, he just doesn't miss. I've never seen a, a striker never hit the target. He, he always hits the target, no matter what. You know, it's hard he's, not to from that angle. But he's he a strange one, Lukaku, isn't he? Because he tends to get quite a lot of goals coming in from the left or the right. He doesn't mm. get... I don't know, it, it, for me, he doesn't get a lot of goals going through the middle, you know, when he's running at defenders. It's always coming in from the left or the right, and that's where he's causing defenders a hell of a lot of trouble. Mm. The left and right backs, he's turning them all day, you know, nothing past them. So you mean when it's, when it's up against 
he's struggled with if he's got the shoulder on someone. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. can only remember last uh, in the cup where he tapped it home from a tapping, you know, from, from close range. That's the only one I can think of where he's been central to score a goal. You know? I mean, he'll get the goals in the six yard box. Yeah, he will, yeah. But what I mean is, like, you know, but like a goal hanger type goal, you know? I, know? I see what you mean there, where he'll hold the player. He like, done it against Chelsea in the, yeah. in the court when he come off the, I think it was the left hand side and he, and he cut in all, and you know off the left hand side and just buried it in the back of the net. Man City away. Man City, that? yeah. 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 And he'll cut in and yeah, I see what you mean there. But for me, he still gets the goal. So Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fan, yeah. You know, it's not a criticism of him at all. You know, if if that's his strength and that's how he wants to play, yeah, crack on. If you're scoring 25, 30 goals a season, I'm yeah. all for it. And Absolutely. That, that, Equal something big. That goal that was just talking of equal something Ferguson's Premier uh, League record, didn't it? Of which it was a nice moment that he actually went over and never seen two more manly men hugging out on the touchline. To be honest, it was it was well. Oh, he's done it in about nine years less as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's a mutual respect, isn't it, for, for each other? You know, Ferguson yeah. obviously respects Robin. You know, vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't think there's probably any better centre forward at the moment than, to break the record than than, than Rob. All round comfortable victory in the end, shall yeah. we say? Although Jermaine Defoe at the bar and you know a few heart attacks under some park, but yeah. sorry, I say heart attacks, but a few like yeah. heart in the mouth moments. Yeah, yeah, under some park. But I, I, I remember what you said just a little bit earlier. You said I never really felt like it was in doubt that we were going to win. So even if we would have went one-one, I do feel like we would have. We could have had enough to do that. Yeah. I thought Sunderland were, were to comment on them were extremely poor. I've never seen a, a team basically rely on keeping in the game for so long. All they did was try to stay in the game. They didn't have any ambition to attack, and it was like you know they basically rely on Jermaine Defoe to, to to get them a point and to get them three points and stuff like that. You know I mean? I'll, I'll be honest. I think. Sunderland are probably the worst team I think to come to Goodison yeah. in ten years. I genuinely believe that. All they were doing is lumping the ball forward to not even Defoe, and it was just coming straight back at them. Yeah. They, they, they were never in the game for, for five minutes no. for me. Yeah. We always looked comfortable. We, we never looked like um, you know getting hurt when when they were attacking. Yeah. But every time we went forward. You know, we we looked at a threat on the break, so um, it, it was good to get get a couple of goals as well. So it wasn't. Yeah. A, I mean, it's a continuation of the the unbeaten run as well, isn't mm-hmm. it, lads? You know, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, just keeps us going upwards. You know, um, forty four points now. We've had the gap with Man United, obviously them winning the, the League Cup on Sunday, and they've got a game in hand on us. But it still looks good. It looks better than it did before the weekend. What I like about that, United have been unbeaten forever, and we're only four points behind them. You know, it's just. It shows a mark, it shows an improvement in us in our play and, and, and results. Just before you move on, I'm going to say something now that might shock you. I might be wrong about Ross Barkley. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. Right, I didn't want to say it too soon. I didn't want to say it too soon, but the past two months, two and a half months, possibly three, the kid has been unbelievable. Yeah, he's literally taking games by the scruff of the neck, and I, I and I believe he's done it on some um, against Sunderland as well. You know, there was times there he was showing little flicks and glimpses of his strength, and you know he was making the, the midfield tick at times. And, yeah, you know, he's as a I say, foil. I might be wrong. You know, I don't want to, you know, say I'm completely wrong, but you know, at the moment, I 
think he's uh, he's, he's impressed. He's on the up, isn't he? And Absolutely. I think I agree with you there. He's, he's got confidence and a swagger about yeah. him. I don't know whether it's because his mask stopped cutting his hair. <laughs> um, he started growing a bit of a cat like, hasn't he? But <laughs> yeah. he, has, he, has, he has, you know. And I, I said, like, I wrote like a bit of a match for the other day, and I, I thought there was a moment in the first half where he'd done like some skills on the right hand side with a family enclosure. Yeah. Then the next minute, someone giving the ball, he'd done a few step overs and pinged it, and it was a really Ross Barkley esque shot at goal. Yeah. Pickford had to palm it away as if, I don't know if you remember that it's. He yeah, sold yeah. Gibson, didn't he? Sold Gibson with the step over and just, that's the Ross Barkley that we know. That's yeah. the Ross Barkley. And he's really come out of his shell. But, you know, two months don't make a season. So your criticism and a lot of our criticism has probably been justified in the past, but he does. He's, a, he's typically a lad that will thrive on confidence and he looks like he's got that. So the thing with Barkley is you're always playing, he does it the next match as well. You yeah. want him to keep growing on it because too many times he's done it in one week and then disappeared the next, you know, yeah. Chelsea away, he's not existing. But you, know, you, you really want the lad to do well, and so hopefully he can kick on it. He's well got talent, mentality. Hopefully Cumin's installing that mentality in him. But you've got all the young lads as well, people have said this before, I'm not prepared to say, but you've got all the young lads in the crew now, Davis, Luke, yeah. Mason Aldate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Taking, maybe taking the edge off him. Look at, look at the team spirit when you look on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Look at the team spirit there and think, if you, if, if, if us three were playing in the same team, it's yeah. all over. Right. <laughs> we, we kind of coach each other, wouldn't we? Play with babies. The of Barkley, and he's got young lads around him. And not, you know, old times, shall we say. There's fours and against for that, but there's a blend, there's a good blend, isn't there? No, it's a bit cliche, youth experience and all that, but he's got more young lads in there now, and I do feel like he's flourishing badly yeah. in the past couple of months. It's almost, it's almost like he's playing with his mates, you know, he's got Davis in the team with him, and yeah. it's almost like they're bouncing off each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's probably given him a little bit of confidence that he needs and um, kick on. Just maybe it's made it more, the experience more fun of yeah. playing for that. He's playing with his mates yeah. now. The team's picking up. We're not losing games anymore. Yeah. You know, maybe that's it's not. Maybe it's not so much of an ordeal for him to to worry about what the people's yeah. reactions are. He knows everyone's behind the team, and he knows people are looking at Tom Davis, and he, so it maybe suits him to fade a little bit into the background, and then that's when we're going to see the best of him. Yeah, we've got 28,000 Evertonian dads screaming the heads off at him, neither. No, but exactly. Anyway, Kane's <laughs> um, made a 300 games on Saturday against Sunderland and yeah. can't go unnoticed. Um, and he remained captain. Fantastic achievement, isn't it? Yeah. To, to, for any footballer to play 300 games in the top flight, alone, awesome. you know, yeah. it is is unbelievable. And, and fair play to him, and, and captaincy well-deserved as well. And he... It was a, it was it was a nice touch that he was the captain for that milestone yeah. game, but he's done well, Baines, hasn't he? I think him and him and Coleman, in my opinion, have done slightly better probably since November. Yeah, December improved. Time. Yeah, along with the team, I would say. Yeah, they, they, they came with the criticism, as did every single player in that team. To be honest, the past two and a half years, but they, they seem to be having more of a positive impact, and I don't know whether that's been set up at the midfield. Coleman, especially goals, assists. Baines is, is still looking reliable, but he looks like he's confident again. There was a time under Martinez when he didn't, he was scared to pass no. forward. So, nice milestone, a nice moment. I, th- I think a lot of people forget as well. Baines, he could have went to Man United at one point. Yeah. And he decided to, you know, stay in yeah, Everton. Absolutely, and, and, yeah. And, and carry on and run the games that he'd been playing. And 
you know, fair play to the lad, but as I say, to play three hundred games in the top five is just scary. And he's done some work with Everton community the other day, didn't he? Which was great, I'm sure both of you saw that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which just we can talk a little bit more about them in a bit, but to be fair to him, he's maintained his standards pretty much throughout that. You know, he has had on the pitch and off the pitch. Yeah, the way he's applied himself is yeah, he's obviously class. a first class person, isn't he? Yeah, you know? He's a real a real a normal human being, shall we say, mm. who's not you know, he's not let this the stars and go to his head. And he's, no. and he's backed his consistency up in terms of being a footballer at Everton, so bit of play for Bainsy. Absolutely. On yeah. another point from Saturday. Um it's another three hundred. It's another three hundred. Um well, let's be honest. You're getting into Kenny Sanson territory now. Yeah. You talked about uh, Luke Garble, Brendan Galloway playing Oviedo, potential successes to be. He's mm. still there. Yeah. Not a lot of them. Luke Garbutt is in the wilderness. Brendan Galloway got sent out on loan, didn't play. And gone into Brian the wilderness. Oviedo's at Sunderland. So yeah. I think it speaks volumes in itself about the position. And Coleman, you could say as well. Mm. And also the amount of people like the both of them off in the past, but I think it does speak volumes about that. It's going to take an awful lot to dislodge them, no matter what. Absolutely. And Cumin sees value in him, and this is a new era with Everton, and you know, standards are higher, and he's still getting into the team. Yeah, you know, yeah. it shows he's part of that vision as well. What about Sunderland, Moyes, and our former players? Then just a quick one on them, because he's well, not going to bore anyone. I was a bit disappointed that there's only two former players in the squad, you know, and, and the whole, I think it's Gibson and, and Oviedo, one it who started, no one else, but was, I think it's about signing Everton players, and Man United players shows a complete lack of. Imagination on Moyes' face, just gone for players who can do a job for him, who he knows can do a job. But I thought Sunderland were absolutely woeful. At no point did I think they were going to win that game. At no point did I feel under pressure, you know. Premier League football, and you know, they didn't bring, they didn't sell out their way allocation, they only bought at the bottom half. But them, them fans surely are entitled to a team who's, who's at least going to try and compete. You know, I just felt Sunderland didn't compete. They only at the bar at 1 0. Sound. I was awful for not putting the game to bed, but, but was, they were just woeful. I, I, don't, I think Dagenham and Redbridge attacked us more in the cup a few years ago, and they never tried either. When you, when you look at their defence, you know, you, you've got John O'Shea, centre-half. I'm sorry, but anyone who's got John O'Shea at that stage of his career is asking for trouble. Simple yeah. as that. You know, that Lamina Kone, to me, he, he does the defending, which is fair enough, but he can't do the job of two men. No, no. You know, even yeah. on you know, Saturday... He was just lumping the ball forward and, and hoping Defoe was going to try and pick something up and win a second ball. We, we can't win a football match like that, especially in the Premier League. Yeah. For me, they're, they're pissing against the wind. They're, you know, they're, they're gone. They're, no yeah. doubt about it. They're 100% gone. Yeah, I can't I argue with anything that either of you both said there. And to be honest, I think fair play to the likes of Bobby Edo for going there to try and get a game time. He'll, you know, they go down, he'll, I'm sure he'll get a Premier League move as well. He is a Premier League player, but... Yeah, I agree with what both he's saying. I think it's probably a season too far for for, for Sunderland this time Gibson. around. I feel I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying I feel sorry for Moyes, but some some managers there have been lauded for keeping them up, whereas mm. I don't think Moyes has been given the the right funds and the right materials to keep them up. I don't think he's got it. You can't survive, as you say, on Jermaine Defoe. You can't. No. But to be honest, yeah, he could do a job at any anyone in the top ten in the Premier League. Yeah, Defoe he's looked at and the himself. Rest. He's a great goal scorer, he's a great athlete, yeah. a great attitude, seems like a decent professional. I'm surprised he's still at Sunderland. I am. Yeah, I'm um, amazed, yeah. But, you know, Moyes, to be fair, if he's been said, right, we've got X amount of wages or X amount of funds, he's going to go for what he's known. So Gibson, Oviedo, Emmett Javy, these players are going to come in, Lescott, 
I'm not saying they're going to keep him in the league, but he's a that or players you don't know See, on freeze. Uh, he's opted for the last. Yeah. He's opted to the former. Sorry, and players who he does know. So I, I like Sunderland. I wish. I hope they do stay up, but I do think this season's going to be a season to back. I think Moyes yeah. is sort of planning for next season. You know, I don't think. I think he knows the writings on the wall this season for Sunderland, and I think he's planning for next season now, especially bringing in Premier League players, as you say, Oviedo is a Premier League player. But I still think he'll probably stay at Sunderland because he's getting run of games, yeah. which is making me think, is Moyes going to stay at Sunderland for next season and make a push to, to get back in straight well, away? The comparison, and all it's Sunderland fans wouldn't thank us for making it, but Newcastle, mm. and these guys like that, if they're building plans to come back up and look how good they're doing. Yeah. And yeah, they've got some high wages, yeah, they spent some money, but they look certainties to come back to the Premier League where the money is. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Serious, so that you may be planning for that and think, right, we're going to bolster the stock, bolster the experience, and then we're going to come back next year. It's like, you know, it, it, it may be a case like that, but takes not away from the fact that they were absolutely shocking on Saturday and Everton were half decent at best, but we still beat them comfortably. Yeah, absolutely. Out of, out of, out of camper, yeah. really, with no effort needed. You know. So lads, there's about a, a thousand other things to talk about, so I think we get on to them, but yeah. um, we're nine games unbeaten, we've won five of our last seven, um, and we've earned, I think it's 17 out of our last 21 points available. Yeah. We've also got five clean sheets in seven, um, yeah. we're on a good run, it's fair to say, we've already touched on it. What do you think the key reasons behind that is though? I think the system... Is the biggest reason behind that. I think it gives, and the introduction of Schneiderlin uh, and Luckman to a lesser extent, but but I think now that midfield is arguably one of the best midfields I've ever seen at Everton for talent. And, you know, for not just good, these are, these are game changing midfield players that we've got in there, you know. I think it's the, the, the system, I think the players believe in it, and that's the main reason, I think. You know. I, I would probably go as far as to say. And probably just a, a build a little bit on what you just said there is, I think a lot of it is down to Robles and the yeah. stability that having a, a settled goalkeeper in the side with a settled back four, with a settled midfield, it just builds and builds and builds. It's the old cliche in it, you build from the back. Yeah. That yeah. is exactly what we've done. We've kept Robles in goal for, what is it, 9, 10, 11, whatever, however many games it is. And he's kept five clean sheets out of seven so far. Yeah. And you, know, you can't knock the lad. No. no. And this has happened to him in the past, and he's got thrown out of the team Bob for no good reason. Yeah, yeah. And his confidence, and he hasn't. And that, you've got to give credit to the lad. He's stuck around when he could have got a move elsewhere, probably. You know, but people are not convinced about Robles, but he's, he's, he seems hell bent on, on proving people wrong, doesn't he? You know, and he's a good goalkeeper. He's given no reason to bomb him off he's, that team. No. And, and, and the reason in the past is because Tim Howard's been there and name and reputation yeah. and, and experience. Whereas now it's there's nothing else there. Martin Stecklenberg, good start, turned out to be a bit of a, a liability. Yeah. Uh, not writing them off completely, but I see what you're saying there, lads. I mean, he's come in and it's, it's no coincidence that team is now trying to keep that. Form centre half partnership as well. Jack yeah. got bombed out as much as I love Jack. He's got bombed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Robles. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online 
you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Being captain. Yeah. More in Williams has been kept in the trials with the whole base three five two mm. situation five three two whatever you want to call yeah. it. But uh, I do think keeping that settled core of the team with and now with more inside when mm. back is only going to help, isn't it? I think also the emergence of Tom Davis as well in that midfield and, and Schneiderlin's quality growing game on game mm. is now giving that back door. Walking, you know what I mean? So it's like we can, we've now got the expression and the players and the talent to go and go and attack without worrying too much. It's almost like the, the midfield and the defence have got a safety net, you know. Yeah, they know that they've got a, a goalkeeper who's going to come and crosses, he's going to come and try and punch or you know, yeah, them when he can. Yeah, so it's good that we've got a goalkeeper now that is so commanding when it comes to crosses yeah. because the defence and the midfield have got that. Confidence in him to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, in terms of the, the fixtures coming up, then lads, and because we've kept this run going, do you think that we can? I, I, when I say progress, I mean move up on the table. I think where we are now is probably where a lot of us I'm not saying would be happy to finish there. No, but realistically, look at the six sides above us. The games we've got to face, the players we've got in the squad we've got compared to them. Plus West Brom. Digging our areas. Yeah. Do you think realistically we can finish in the sixth or fifth position, or do you think it's going to be like it's, it's going to be seventh? It's going to take a, a big leap of faith to think we're going to finish above seventh. Uh, but this team is growing week by week in momentum and confidence with no less talent. I don't see any reason why we can't go to Tottenham. They're an excellent team, but so are we right now. Do you know what I mean? Two very good teams. Uh, and, you know, we've got dangerous players all over that pitch. And we've got Lukaku, who, who, who everyone would, would have in their team, no problem. You know, a, a goal scorer. We've seen what Vardy done for Leicester last season when you've got that threat up front. You know, you, the, the possibilities are endless with, when you've got a, a solid base behind them. So, why not? So, Tottenham's the asset set. But, yeah, I think, why should our run stop now? You know, 
Yeah, I think there's enough about us to get at least a point there, but you know, three points is the big one. That's the one that's really going to give us the bully. You want the statement, don't you? You want yeah. the statement victory. We want a 2 0 convincing win. Are we going to do that then? What's that on? I don't see why not. No, no, I don't see. That's all the noise, mate, isn't it? We do apologise for a bit of background noise now on the air. But yeah, I mean, you know, as I say, it's a big test. It's a massive test for us, and that's what we want. You know, in the couple of seasons down, we took in the Champions League. Yeah, that's that's where you want to get to. That that's the point that you want to get to, and test yourself among the big boys. And you know, just look at the fixtures there. We've got two home games in March, which are West Brom and Hull City. Both, in my opinion, we should win on paper. You know, yeah. and I, I know yeah. we said like take yeah. it one game at a time, but as fans, you can't help but look ahead, can you? Yeah. And then you look at April, and I think April will be the, the big test for us. You know, just to name three, you've got Liverpool, Man United, and Chelsea. Liverpool and Man United away, Chelsea at home. They're, they're going to yeah. be three big games. You know, if we can even Imagine get seven points out of them three, you know, and nine points. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Even <laughs> Liverpool in relegation form can still beat us at Anfield. Ah, oh, let's be honest. It doesn't matter what happens. If that roof falls off the main stand, they'll still beat us. And lands on the players. All the shit that we can give them because they're having a bad run. But you know, I shouldn't say it because I want to. You know, if I can send... win a mentality, but I can't help Mark, it. If, if Mark, just if... like Liverpool on Saturday, they'll, they'll probably be Arsenal four 0 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because Arsenal crumble. Arsenal. Just, I just hope, I hope to the love of God I can send an Aldridge Bird tweet out that night. It's only a joke. It's only a joke, yeah. But obviously, times are good on the pitch, yeah. times are good off the pitch. We've got spares, we should be excited, as you just said, they've got some massive games coming up. You know, as you said earlier, you both said earlier, take each game as it comes. The Spurs game is no bigger than the West Brom or Hull game. No. At the end of the day, it's only three points at stake. But they're all opportunities for us to show how good, how, how better we're becoming. You know, it's all, every game's an opportunity now to show everyone who the team to look out for next season is going to be. If, yeah. if we won against Spurs, how far realistically do you think we could finish up the table? I I think we could if we beat Spurs. I think we could definitely, with looking at those couple of home games, we could definitely get our noses into sixth place, fifth place at a maximum. Sixth place, yeah, but you know, sixth place, seventh place, you know, the league isn't it? Sixth places, you would never have looked at that probably November time and thought we could get anywhere near that. To be honest, mate. But I, I think the Spurs game could be a real statement of intent. But if you go there and you draw one off. And then you go and beat Paul and West Brom, and then you go to Anfield and get a point. Surely their statements as well, yeah. right? Because we're going away from home and picking up. Don't get me wrong, after Borough and after Stoke, I was on Twitter going, we should be winning them games and all this and all that. But at the end of the day, it's keeping the run going, and look where the momentum's taking us. Look what we're talking about now. Yeah. I know it's quick and quick to say, oh, we should be winning, we should be winning. Well, maybe we should, and maybe in 12 months' time, and we've got a better looking quality squad. We will go to Borough and go to Stoke and beat them 2 3 now. Maybe we, so. we could be going to Arsenal on the last day of the season with a push for fourth. Imagine well, that. Imagine <laughs> that. That would be absolutely brilliant. And Arsenal on the last. Arsenal. 
we could have done before. <laughs> Never mind, it will only be six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, wouldn't that be something? Oh, to go to Liverpool, to go above them, and we do that. You know, we've got to start believing them. But there's time gone by, and there's years gone by, and generations gone by whenever Tony and Gibsaki go, if we can do this, if we can do that. And, and, and I'm the first to get excited. I'm yeah. also the first to get downbeat, but both of you sat in the first 20 minutes and said, each, each game as it comes, one game as it comes. Yeah, quite Let's go to the top focus. and see what, what we can achieve. I'm believing our quality. I'm believing the system. One of the best sides in the league. Yeah. Let's go and pick our wits there. With Let's the go and hit them. Schneider and Garner, Ross Barkley, Davis. Lukaku. Lukaku's unplayable yeah. on his day. Let's go there and see what we can achieve. You're rolling off their names there. It's going to be 3 0 by half time. You know it. But there's, there's obviously the Spurs game, the upcoming fixture as well. But some other also uh, off the field things, other things, any other business, shall we say, before yeah. we bring it to the close. Uh, Lukaku, name on everyone's lips. Uh, Riola has been on for full thing. What was it? Ninety nine point nine 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 percent certain that he's going to contact. Point zero, mate. Yeah, <laughs> well, he did maths at school, but you know, one of them. Lukaku, is he going to sign a contract? Yeah. And how hot, how important is that he does? It's massive, isn't it? He's, no one else in the squad can do what he does. I've had this discussion with loads of people. Who say he's a lazy? Coney, yeah. Oh, <laughs> nobody can celebrate like Coney does. But uh, no, with Lukaku, nobody can do what he does. Very few people in the Premier League can do what, what he does. Score goals at a regular rate. Something we've been crying out for since Lineker. You know, it's, it's a goal scorer like that. So if he signs, it's awesome news. I mean, people might say it, it waxes transfer fee up and that's all we're doing it for. But I don't think so. The mood around the club is, is one of, of ambition. We're not just... There's a clear plan now in places, aren't there? You know, so this is this is all good to me. So for, for me, the question that I'd ask is: if Lukaku left, who'd you get in? You know, who can do what he who, does? Who can score 25, 30 goals a season? Yeah, get you to where you want to be as a you know yeah. Champions League regular, you know whatever you want to achieve. Who will get you them goals? But also, who will sign for us? You know what I mean? Because you're talking the top top strikers in the world, he's up there with whether we like it or not. His older play, which I think has improved beyond recognition, but I don't, I don't get his touch has improved as well. So when I'm getting all this, that he, he can't chop a bag of cement and all that, I think it's people with preconceived ideas that they're still applying it to, to his play now. You've got to watch the guy play; he's clearly improving off the ball. Was he as good as you for Brutal FC, though, Seddon? <laughs> no, now you're, you're just being realistic, unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> Ron couldn't play right back, mate. Only if you can do it. I know, yeah. My manager said that as well. <laughs> That's why I got benched quite a lot. <laughs> Cheers, Joe. <laughs> Warm in the bench. But yeah, as I say, you know, where, where are you going to get them goals from? Yeah. You know, and people on, on Twitter were having a conversation the other day about um, you know, who do you get in? Someone was saying Lacazette. But well, they, he's not going to come to a, a club who isn't a Champions League regular. Maybe if you offer them, you know, stupid amounts of money, yeah, yeah. it might be possible, but you know, it's yeah. not a certainty. So 
Everton have got to do the utmost to, to keep him, not just sign a contract for the sake of signing a contract to get a bigger fee if that did eventually happen. Yeah. But say to Lukaku, look, this is, where, this is what we want to do and this is where we want to get. And he's even said that himself, you know, it is a project. And it's, you know, Kuhn said the same as well. Yeah. So, massive, massively important we keep hold of him. Someone said to me in work the other day, it was Monday, he said, uh, I'd give him a blank check and say, tell, tell us what you want. Because he's that valuable to the club. And I, I agreed with the fellow who said, and I said, yeah. you know what? Goals win your games. Goals win your games, goals win your prizes. At the end of the day, 200 grand a week is. is are we going to give a monkey's about that if you score in the winner? That's exactly. going to win us the title in two years' time. Are we, exactly. No one is going to give a flying. Exactly, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's there. It's yeah. being speculated about. He was questioned by Sky Sports News yesterday. Um, and he says, you know, my maiden and Simon are talking. Oh, it's usual spiel, isn't mm-hmm. it, from them? But I, I, I'm with you guys. I do think it's, it's a huge asset. Slightly important that we tie him down, and hopefully we see some good news in the coming months. But I think it's he's not just tying him down to send a little message to send a message to the fans that you know we do want to keep our best players. I think we're tying him down for much more, you know, bigger promise, you know, bigger there's bigger things going you know on. Ever. Yeah, 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 this is not just to placate any kind of fan unrest or whatever. This is to this is this is part of the plan to get us to get us where we want, where the owners want to be. Got to love it, ambition. Okay, next topic. Mo Bezic is back in training. Great stuff. Forgotten what he was like as a player. I don't think he'll get anywhere near Are the team. Are we going to send them out on loan? <laughs> I was just going to say. I think it's Schneider and Garner Davis. That guy's getting nowhere near it, is he? I think someone will need him in field, don't they? <laughs> Gibson and Bezic. A lot of people love Mo Bezic. I've yet to be one over <laughs> in any way by him at all. But, you know, it's just... Good that if he if Cumin sees value in him and he's fit and able and then, then it's another squad player, you know we're going to be busy next season I think with games so that's that's good for the squad. Cumin sees value in him and I'm happy. In all seriousness, though, it is good to see him back and say yeah. happy and horrific horrific injury that he had. You know, for any player to come back and you know start saying again with the first team and, and work as hard as he has, and you can see it from his uh, his videos that he puts up on social media. Yeah, you know, he's in training every day in the yeah. gym. He's doing a hell of a lot of work to try and get back as soon as he can. And you can see, you know, he, he loves playing football. He yeah. loves it. But he loves fighting as well. <laughs> he does. So, he you know. He will. When he plays his first game, like, someone's getting that down a level. Liverpool. Get your money on that, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, to be a sending off. Yeah, someone getting sent off. Individual to be sent off, or is it just a sending off? I think you can bet on an individual to be sent yeah. off. I think. Yeah, I get you though on that. But <laughs> that was one thing. These are the things we're trying to cover on this podcast, as you know. We're trying to cover all angles. All our bases. Yannick Palacios had another uh, yeah. operation. It wasn't big news because we kind of already knew about it. Now, I don't know what you tweeted the other day said. All of a sudden, other people have said things, but. Let's hope he just gets back sooner rather than later. And it gets back. The player gets back altogether. Yeah, absolutely. Two things altogether. And <coughs> of, of the player, you know, that we signed. You know, yeah. I was made up when we signed him. It's real shame the way it's worked out for him so far. But again, if he can come back and it's a bigger, then, then it's another player to our squad that, that can add value, you know, that can improve us when, he, when he's on form. He's great. You know, I've seen him at Sunderland. You know, the way he turned assholes there and set up the car twice and stuff. He's got it in him. I do, I do really hope he comes back, but 
it's, it's the way he plays. It's, it's his game. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the way he plays football. You know, he's quick. He turns fast. He's sharp. And it's whether the, the injury that he's picked up will hold up when he's in them sort yeah, of yeah. situations. Now it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Well, I'm looking up to me. Can't help it. Is she making me laugh? With a twinkle in your eye. It's not about a serious injury. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Yana. But he is. Uh, I think his playing style is not going to help him, of course, with with that type of injury. And, uh, Rehabilitation time and all that. We kind of, we, it was alluded to that he was going to have the second operation. Which, as soon as I seen your tweet, you were like, I, I don't think we're going to see this guy play ever again. Um, but to to have two operations shows you how serious that injury is. Just how serious, yeah. And yeah. I think when it, when he first went down with that injury, it looked a bit innocuous, didn't it? But then when it came out after it, it was just a bit like, yeah. That's, that's a huge investment, £30 million pounds in a player for the playing style that we've got. Yeah, he had. And, and he was doing okay, wasn't he? He didn't, he didn't pull up any sleeves massively. He wasn't doing fantastically when he got injured. But no. He would have been a huge asset now. I don't know if I've got to look back to the door. player basically for two years. Yeah. yeah. We haven't, though, have we? No. You could, you could see glimpses, though, couldn't you, when, when he was partnering with Lukaku, you know, the sort of the path that them two wanted to sort of go on on their own, you know, yeah. like they, they were playing in the park together, they, they bounced off each other, you know how each other played, yeah. and to have that missing now, nothing to fall back on, so to speak, I know Lukaku's still banging them in, but it's, it's, it's like, it's yeah. quite a sorry state of affairs for, for Yannick, I think, and I think he'll do well to come back, but I, I personally just can't see him coming back at all, I really can't. You just don't know, or coming back at, the, at a level that it, we're going to want one in the squad, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it's so difficult to return back to the same player that you left, and I know people say he wasn't doing much, but you know, still, a, for my eyes, a terrific player that we signed. Oh, but, 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 yeah. but it's just, uh, you hope he can come back at a level that will still be beneficial to us. We're having a fast moving forward now, aren't we? You know, so. Well, before we get um, outshouted by our, our company, I know this is like the biggest. Yeah, the, the biggest turnout of um, goths moving furniture, <laughs> you know, moving furniture that you've ever seen on a Wednesday night. Typically, whilst we're in conversation about Devon, but I'm not bitter. Smashing chairs. I've never been in a pub with so many tables and chairs being moved in my entire life. I promise life. that's not Mark Ellis Farm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking shite instead. A couple of other things, right? Before we bring this one to a close, yeah. the under-23s are doing really well. Yeah. And there's another really topic well. which we're going to finish on, Wayne Rooney. Firstly, the under-23s, big game Friday night, top of the league. <coughs> David Unsworth's side doing really well, aren't you, fellas? If I can comment that quick on Monday night, first time I took my uh, son to the, to the match, and it was a fantastic experience to take him. And we were in the upper bones watching the game, and, and he loved it. But, but apart from that, um, the quality and some of that play was unbelievable, I've got to say. Slick movement, you know, fast pace attacking. Liam Walsh is, well, I mean, he faded a little bit, but he's so, so talented in that midfield. His link up play, you know, there's some real talent coming through. And that's what Duff is so front done well as well, you know, fantastic. And yeah. so, there's so much promise coming through that squad. 
that was great to see you, you and your lads. I saw your picture on Monday night, yeah. and it was great that Everton done that. But it was great that you went. And that, what an experience as well for him to go and. Brilliant. You're talking because he's still really young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether me and you will be getting our daughters there anytime soon. Said all that, but he's got the boys. So, so he's people say it was because it was free, but I thought perfect opportunity to take him. Well, to see fucking Peppa Pig in the Echo Arena or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was there frozen on ice, mate, a couple of months ago. <laughs> what kind of fathers are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got to a stadium with the kid. Um, but what was magic was he saw the lights at Goodison and he said, Dad, are we going in? I went, we're going in. And he said, why is that four bob? <laughs> why does that only say bloody good? As I said to you, the weekend on, with, on, on a podcast now, but I do think you should maybe pen some thought yeah. about that into a bit of an article because... There was a few, a few lads on Twitter, not just lads, but a few Evertonians that I follow as well who were saying all oh, my first yeah. game for my child and stuff like that and introducing them because it's a, a lesser crowd. Yeah. And, and let's and be honest, taking a five or six year old to a, a 40,000 crowd mm-hmm. in Goodison, I mean, I get a bit uh, intimidated myself now. I'm 31, so <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine, but that, that's a big mark. Yeah, um, and the under twenty threes are doing really well as well. And the, the not a fourteen. He, he witnessed a, a win, didn't he? In the game, two yeah. terrific goals. Liam uh, Liam Walsh uh, drilled it into the the left hand corner. But the move was was Arsenal invincible Henri esque, and then and then uh, Kieran Dowell, who had a quiet game, scored a terrific goal left foot uh, into the bottom corner from twenty yards. You know, just sent it round the keeper like like he's done so often. Got, there's some serious talent in that in that squad. Mm. Um, Underwear seems to be getting the best out of him, doesn't he? He does, and it makes me think, you know, future years when when Kuman eventually, you know, hands the reins over to someone else, if that does eventually happen, whether Unsworth is making a bit of a bold statement for himself and saying, look, you know, I can manage these kids. You know, give me a crack at the first team, and I'll, and I'll show you what I can yeah. do. It's, it's an interesting situation yeah. because, Ferguson, yeah, yeah. It, it's an interesting one because, as you say, Eamon's uncle Ferguson could be the future of uh, the, the Everton management in the first team. So, yeah, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Eh? But what I like about that is, in the past, you know, we talk about youth team coaches and all that, and there was there was token gestures and lip service paid to the youth. Now there's a real ambition and desire at that level. You know, it's competitive and 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 there's there's a real hope, no, there's a real ambition to to contribute to the first team. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm liking about that. I think there's the intensity th- behind it. I think the good thing is as well, Unsworth's got his own pot of money yeah. to help build the 23 squad, yeah. which so, is brilliant. Because what tends to happen, or what tends to happen, is the first team manager gets all the money and then goes, oh, I'll go and take that 17 year old. Well, we've done it the yeah. other way around. We've given the money to Unsworth and said, don't identify some players with, with the head of scouting yeah. and bring them into the 23s. You know, you've done it with Don Cook, unfortunately. You know, well, he, he was on the talk about that, yeah. yeah. Just, he, yeah. Which, which is sad because I've seen him play against Man United, I think it was. Yeah. And he was very impressive. For a tall guy, he had some pace and touch about him, didn't yeah. he? I thought on the left hand side. Very impressive, and as I say, it's just it's sad that he's had to go back. Didn't he have the option as well with him? So he, he, even if Everton took him on loan and paid the fee, he had an option, didn't he, to bring him in permanently in the summer? But yeah. you don't know, he's got injured now, he may come back on loan next year, and he's still only a young lad. The, yeah. the whole setup in itself with that, from the bottom to the top, yeah. it's good, it's, it's, it's transparent, it's, it's organised, it's inviting, yeah. there's obviously investment in it. Um, and, and I don't know about you guys, we were 
you know, we'll talk about the Sky Sports Community thing in a bit more depth on the next show. But um, on the website, back yesterday, we're not only trying to bring in good players or bring through good players, but we're trying to bring in good human beings and yeah. after doing off the pitch with having the community or the things like that. It just everything speaks good about, about the club, the Everton younger players that you'd set up and the club as a whole. Like yeah. the, the homeless sleeping at Goodison for the night to support the homeless. They all there, didn't they? All yeah. them players with Unsworth. So it's things like that. It's yeah, yeah. Things and you think to yourself, you're making better players, you're making better people. Yeah. Kind of coming through out of our club. It's, so. it's, all, it's almost like, you know, we, we've had this investment from Mishiri, but we still want to keep the core values of Everton Football Club. Where the likes of Man City have probably lost theirs, yeah, from their massive takeover with the Etihad stuff and whatever. It's almost like we, we're trying to keep hold of the core values. Of the it's like it's yeah. like the Shady's involvement has intensified that that yeah. belief. You know, it's not weakened it. We're not just about buying the next best player and, and trying. You know, it's there's a clear um, dynasty yeah. ambition yeah. behind Everton right now. You know, so Sky Sports News were there. Um, Yesterday, yeah, <coughs> and that was part of it, and also Farhad Mashiri. So we're going to come back and we're going to do a, a Farhad Mashiri special. Yeah, but also there was one final thing that we wanted to get your views on. Now I do apologise if the sound quality is not that very good on this. I do I probably should have said that half an hour ago, but unfortunately we've been greeted with a lot of background noise on this. But hopefully, lads, if you can pick this up, this is a key point. Yeah, the way Rooney subject. Is a key point. We all know that he used to have a bevy with him, said, oh, <laughs> But listen, sentiment aside, opinions on the table, all three of us, let's go for it. Plus, we've got some fan input as well, because said has gone out with a, uh, a poll, and you went out with a poll, yeah, well, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Um, firstly, the results of your poll, the question asked was just, Wayne Rooney simply question yeah. mark. Yes or no? Yeah. Yes or uh, no? What was the result? And there was like over three hundred and fifty votes coming in, and seventy-two percent of people said yeah. Seventy-two percent of fans said yeah. So that's um, that's behind just signing for Everton, you know? Yeah. So they all they all voted yeah to have him. They did. Which is the amount of goals Lukaku reached the uh, the other day, which was ironic as well. So there's been a lot <laughs> said about Wayne Rooney in the media. He's the captain of Manchester United. He's not getting a lot of game time. Um, this is for people who have been living in the cave for six months. Uh, <laughs> he's denied rumours for China. There's no way him and Colleen are going to take them kids to China. He's very surprised that he went to America unless it was four or five years down the line. There's only one place where he's going to go. Yeah. Said, oh, is it going to be Everton? I think he will be, yeah. I think he'll eventually come back. Are you happy with that, though? Absolutely, yeah. You know, to get Wayne Rooney at Everton Football Club, and I, t- I tweeted this this morning, I think it was. And I said, one, it makes a statement across Europe to say Wayne Rooney's coming back to Everton, put Everton back on the map. Yeah. Um, number two, you've got the lads in the reserve or the under 23s to look up to Wayne Rooney. Who else do you want to look up to as a, as a young kid growing yeah. up at Everton Football yeah. Club who's lived and breathed Champions League finals and all the sorts? England captain. England captain, Man United captain. Yeah. You know, the, the lads lived, lived every kid's dream. Yeah. There's no better person to look up to than Wayne Rooney. In my opinion. Now, the people who, who turn around and say, and, you know, everyone's entitled to the opinion, but the ones who turn around and say, are oh, we, you know, he, he swerved us from Man United. He was a 17 year old kid and Paul Strecker showed him the money. Yeah. What else are you going to do? I know we are fans. He's a massive blue. He is a massive blue. And I don't care what anyone says. If you're offered that type of money at that, that age, such a young age, 
you are probably going to leave. You know, there's no two ways about it. One, you've got security for yourself. You've got security for your future family. Yeah. And you've got security for your immediate family. You know, yeah. it was a no-brainer. And Everton at the time couldn't compete financially with Man United, as we all know. Yeah. You know, so we, we were stuck between rock and our place at, at that time. But now we've got the money behind us. And, you know, I wouldn't say matches wages what he's on at Man United because he's on what 350 grand at Man United yeah. you know he's got to take a significant pay cut to come to Everton you know like 100, 150 grand a week I'd pay it fucking two years I'd yeah. to Rooney bring yeah. him in straight away in my opinion mate yeah you're not just bringing Rooney and you're bringing in a winning mentality you can't ever have enough in that in our squad you're bringing in a, a, a player who can, can still play full for one you know he hasn't lost his powers you know and I still think he'd be better behind the car he's I still think, you know, he'd relish that role uh, playing for Everton behind the uh, behind Lukaku and that. People say, okay, Sam, we've got players in that position, but he's clearly an improvement on what we've got behind Lukaku. He still scores goals himself as well. It's not, it's it's the media. It's 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 like like Sam said, it's getting us out there, showing everyone that he hasn't gone to to Paris. He hasn't gone to you know Barcelona, or, well, not Barcelona, but you know the big clubs in Europe where he still could could contribute. He's come to Everton. And people are going to start to turn around and think, what's going on in Everton? You know, yeah. for them to attract players like this. So, you need no-brainer. We, I mean, people can't get over the badge kiss. Then fine. But you know what? That's what we need. We need a catalyst right now. We need what United had in 92 when they signed Cantona. We need what happened to us in 84 when we signed Andy Gray. We need that catalyst to, to come in and raise everything up 10%. And then we've got the... You know, with a good window as well, we've got that quality, but we do need this bit of an X factor, which really would bring. So I, I yeah, I, I can't disagree with anything what both of you just said. Um, I see Everton saying, "Oh, the step backwards or kissing badges or he's 32, whatever." The way the way I see it is, you know, if, if Everton looking at these players and Everton looking at that and all the billionaires and this and that, yeah. But we'll sign the young kids for 30 mil. We'll sign the young players who are, are going to be there for the future. Adam Ola Lukeman, Ghana Guy, whoever you want to talk about it. But just as I said, when he signed Ashley Williams, you bring him in to do the job for what we need now. And if Wayne Mooney at 31, 32 is a catalyst for us, spearheading something in a successful period and getting us back to that top four, I don't care if Wayne Mooney comes in plus five, six. All their quality players. Yeah. If we get back up to there and Wayne Newton fucks off to America in three years' time, I don't really care. He's contributed back to that. We paid 150 grand a week, as you say. The yeah. contribution is massive. The winner mentality, the shared sales, the shared sales, the but merchandise. What, yeah. what machine is trying to do with Sky Sports and Talksport? He's not soft. He's not soft. It's a global brand. We need to market ourselves better. The sponsorship of. I know we're doing a machine special later, but it, it all stops from the top, bottom yeah. to the top. It's sentiments, Scouser, come on back, England, all this, all that. Yeah, I'm not going to go into why left on my opinions on that, but if someone comes to Everton and they improve what we've got on the pitch, off it, in terms of revenue, in terms of coaching, in terms of mentality, yeah. in terms of putting their arm around Ross Barkley or Tom Davis and saying, lad, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, yeah. I've been there. I was there 14 years ago, I've come off the bench and I scored a fucking worldie against Arsenal and I've gone on to this and that, this is what you can do. And if Beck is Everton, then I'm all for it. 
But the guy's clearly an Evertonian himself. There's no negatives here, as far as I'm concerned. We've got, like you've just said, it's everything that he brings. That's the thing, though, he's never hid the fact he's an Evertonian. He's brought his the, kids up to, to the, be Evertonian. The badge kiss, you know, that doesn't bother me. What, what other good way is there to get back at fans that have been giving you so much stick over the years for leaving your boyhood club? Yeah. Score a goal against him, score a winner. Obviously, he's going to kiss the badge. Let him, let him crack on. It, it's, it's an emotion of scoring a, of a goal in a big game against your former club. Let him do it. Unfortunately, in my opinion, no. Just briefly, unfortunately, a lot of the fans don't see the pantomime that goes on behind the scenes with the likes of yeah. Bill Kenwright, Paul mm. Stafford, mm. and Co. So, yeah. I, I, I was one of them. I was a kid who adored me. He was my age. I thought if I was playing for Everton, there's no way I'd leave. But when you grow up and you realise sometimes that yeah. I don't know the full facts, but I opened my eyes five, six, seven years ago and thought, actually, no, I'm not going to be with this kid anymore. In fact, I'm not going to be with anyone anymore because I've grown out of it. But when you put Everton at the forefront of your mind and what, what you want for the best for Everton, if Wayne Rooney's going to be part of that, then I'm all for it. And as I said on Twitter yesterday, if Truman and Walsh want him and they think he'll improve what we've got, then I'm happy with that. No, it's, people can't get over the badge kiss that quickly. It was an act of petulance at worst, you know? And, but what speaks more for the guy is he's clearly brought his kids up to be Evertonians. You know, these are, you know he, he clearly loves the club and stuff. It doesn't matter that he loves the club. He's got enough quality to help. He's perfect for what we need right now. Absolutely perfect. It just keeps us, it gets us bang out there again in the media. It gets us looking ambitious. We want to look ambitious as much as we are ambitious. And that's it would be the massive transfer of the window, won't it? If Everton signed Rooney back from United, it won't be about Liverpool anymore. It won't be about them. It'll be about us. All I'd say about that is trust Cumin and trust the staff that he's got behind him to bring in the right players. Yeah. So far, he hasn't put a foot wrong. He's yeah. brought in Garner Gay, Morgan Schneider, and to name two. Probably two of the biggest signings and best signings I think we could have possibly made. Yeah, so trust him. If he wants to bring Rooney in, get behind the lad. Don't start, you know, booming him and, you know, grow up about it. Yeah. Let him get on with the game. Let yeah. him make an impact in the club. Let him use his undoubted quality to help us get to where we want to get. I just don't, I'm not getting the, the negativity. Bring, well, bring him back anyway. Bring him there back. we go. I think it's resounding from us today, but that doesn't mean that we're right. Obviously, everyone's no, no. got their opinion, and yeah. there's a lot of everything with opinions but it's not going away this rumour it's not gone away for the past two years China no. China was never going to happen America probably not going to happen foreseeable future if there's only places he's going to go he's not going to stay at Man excuse me no. he's not going to stay there no so that brings it nicely to a close it does yeah that's, that's one lot of agendas forever for four <laughs> club. Um, I'd just like to apologise for all the sounds, problems there. Hopefully everyone has heard all of the views. If not, Hope we'll so. come back and I'll tell you what, we'll take a day off work and we'll record it again. <laughs> um, unfortunately we were met by a, a flash mob of gots. No offence to any gots listening, but they're very loud and they like to move furniture. A lot of furniture being moved. But, you know, we haven't got a fancy studio, so there you go. <laughs> um, but thanks very much for listening. Thanks. I will be back with a Farhad Mashiri special in due course. Take care. Cheers, boys.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.